1: in the Eucharist.
2: Good morning from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. It is Real Presence Live on a Thursday morning. I'm Matt Wilkham, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. In foreign territory, here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, here with Father Randall Kazel, who is the pastor at St. Michael's. Good morning, Father. How are you? Good morning, Matt. Great to be with you. It's great to have you here.
0: You're welcome here anytime.
2: Thank you very much. I feel very much at home here. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, you are the pastor here. And um, yeah, before we get to anything else, let's start, Father Kazel, with a prayer.
0: Very good. And we're going to have a little longer opening prayer today, especially for March with St. Joseph. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us ask the help of our Blessed Mother for all of our listeners and for our show. Hail Mary, full Full of of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for us us sinners, now and at power of our death. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And so many needs that we have in our time and in our month, year of March, let us honor our St. Joseph here together, Matt, and we invite our listeners to Pray along with us in the Litany of St. Joseph. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy.
2: Christ, have mercy.
0: Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of Heaven,
2: have mercy on us.
0: God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit,
2: have mercy on
0: us. Holy Trinity, one God, have
2: mercy on us.
0: Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chase guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster Father, of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph, most just, pray for us most chaste. Pray for us Joseph most prudent Pray for us Joseph most courageous Pray for us Joseph most obedient Pray for us Joseph most faithful Pray for us Mirror of patience Pray for us Lover of poverty Pray for us Model of workmen Pray for us Glory of domestic life Pray for us Guardian of virgins Pray for us Pillar of families Pray for us Comfort of the afflicted Pray for us Hope of the sick Pray for us Patron of the dying Pray for us Terror of demons Pray for us Protector of the holy church Pray for us Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. Oh, God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercession in hev- intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, what a great way to start.
2: Fantastic. Would- I love that lit- litany. I do, too. And uh, another thing I love is having awesome producers, technical directors, whatever you want to call them, like Eli, who's going to give us a preview of this morning's Real Presence Live. Take it away, Eli.
1: Oh, thanks, Matt. Wonderful segue there. <laughs> Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. You know, it's a you book deserve it. Oh, thanks. It's a book that's bringing to renewal, a renewal to church music through ancient texts. Jeff Ostrowski will tell us about this hymnal and why it's set apart from the rest. And they're combining coffee and Christ. Later in the show, Marilyn Baker will share how St. James Coffee in Rochester is taking evangelization to the next level. And he's preparing for his upcoming ordination to the priesthood. What is this anticipation like, and how has this transitional year been as a deacon? We'll find out more and more about this as we visit with Deacon Sean Pullman of the Diocese of New Ulm. All that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you.
2: Excellent job, Eli, as always. Again, this is Real Presence Live on a Thursday morning from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Randall Kazel, pastor here at St. Michael. And we're going to be talking about a lot all those topics, but we don't, Father, much of, uh, ignore the elephant in the room, which is what's going on in the world, this pandemic, which has now been uh, the World Health Organization has characterized the COVID-19 as a actual pandemic. And um, you've been experiencing a little bit of the effects of that here at your parish have you well yeah we don't have any cases here but there's a lot of question on what we should
0: do regarding upcoming events and discerning whether we should have them not have them looking at what Other things are happening in the area, so we have some really smart people in this area, some very thoughtful people, so I'm working to gather information, even already here this morning, to think, should we have some of our fundraising events, do we want to have gatherings of people, and we uh, uh, seek to take the advice as well as to weigh the various options that we have to try to continue to do good, uh, to not live in fear, but also to face reality. Right get the best information that we possibly can so, and also keep up our prayer you know so I think Saint. Joseph is going to help us out big time.
2: I think so and it's uh, six minutes past the hour which means it's time for our first guest father. It's a book that's bringing renewal to church music through ancient texts. Jeff Strasky will tell us about the Saint. Jean de Brebeuf hymnal and why this hymnal is set apart from the rest. Good morning Jeff Strasky. welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Thanks for being on the show with us this morning. Uh, I'm really excited about this hymnal. Uh, We just actually acquired a number of copies for this for our Diocese of Winona, Rochester for use in our televised Mass. Uh, I've been following the development of this for many years. It just came out a couple of years ago. And uh, just tell us a little bit, uh, give us a thumbnail sketch as to why this hymnal is really set apart from the rest.
1: Well, thanks for having me on, and I hope you can hear me over there from... I'm calling you from Los Angeles. Um, so, yes, this book is... I was pleased to be a part of this with uh, Catholics from all over the world who put this together, uh, priests and laymen. And um, it's... Uh, yeah, as you as you mentioned, it's, it's quite different than any other book. Uh, I, I suppose maybe the, the primary reason is because it doesn't mimic or imitate Protestant hymnals. Um, It is a Roman Catholic hymnal. It is based upon Roman Catholic music, and I would say that is perhaps the most uh, important difference about this book. And I don't know any other book like it. Um, Maybe you'd have to go back, I suppose, maybe 80 years, I guess, to the the new Westminster hymnal that came out in England a long time ago, but apart from that, it's very difficult to find any on Roman Catholic traditions.
2: Oh. Well, and, Jeff, what, uh, let's talk a little bit about the importance of music in the faith. You know, when somebody comes into our house, into one of our churches, how important is it not only what they see, but perhaps even more importantly, what they hear?
1: Well, it's very important, and the Church has always felt that way. Um, You know, the Catholic Church music, obviously I'm a musician. I was trained in the conservatory where the people were not Catholic. But the, the Catholic Church music is recognized as the pinnacle of all music. Everyone recognizes this. It's not a matter that's open for debate. The Catholic Church music is the greatest music ever produced. And it, it it played such a role in so many different cultures. Uh, for example, the, the the book that you mentioned before, this hymnal, it brings together many traditions. For example, the you know the English when the English were persecuted after Henry the Eighth, uh, they had to smuggle in all kinds of hymnals and and so forth, so that the Catholics could keep the faith. And so so that that is included in this book, but also. You mentioned that the book is named in honor of one of the greatest saints of America, uh, although the Canadians also claim him as their own. Interesting uh, thing as well, because in the missions, when, when the priests came here to evangelize the, the Native Americans living here, um, they music played a huge role in that. And uh, they translated all of the chants of the Church uh, into the different languages, Iroquois, Algonquin, Huron, all those different languages, and it's, it's absolutely fascinating. So there's no question, I mean, music is a huge part of the of, of the faith.
2: And you being a theorist, organist, and conductor of Jeff Ostrovsky, you would know this more than anything, the importance of music, and especially in the faith, and Father Kazel uh, is yeah. going to...
0: Yeah, I was going to go in here a little bit, Jeff, because the music is something very important in the development of the parish life, and I, hear with Matt, looking at the, the music book, it's excellent. I, you have an excellent product here. But I wanted to ask you about something that many Catholics, I think, don't think about, and that is actually the language or the words that we're singing, and what's, what's happened uh, in many parishes that actually prevents liturgical renewal is we have a number of our common hymns that people actually uh, basically like or they're emotionally attached to, uh, but the phrases are not Catholic. So, when I hear you saying we have Catholic hymns that go back years, uh, that spurs that mentality in my, or that memory in my mind that Catholic hymns are particular, particular because they have Catholic phrases that reflect Catholic theology. Uh, can you reflect a little bit on that and how this book was put together uh, in your experience?
1: Sure, and, and, and thank you for mentioning that I am a music theorist. I'm also a husband and a father. Uh, and and my brother was actually just ordained to the priesthood uh, just a few months ago. Oh, no, thanks, uh, for you so God. Praise God. And so, uh, but but getting specifically to what you ask about, yes, it's 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 absolutely incredible that no one's done this before. Um, I mean, text for example, for example, you have text by Saint Thomas More, uh, who was obviously a, a, a very great martyr of the church. And uh, those those texts that he wrote, for example, were written when he was in the Tower of London, when he was mm-hmm. in prison. Um, you, have, you have so many texts that go. We have texts in there that go back to the third century. Mm-hmm. And I know that that for some people history is kind of a big blur, and if it's if it's old, it's all old. But but of course, the third century. I mean, that's. <laughs> Uh, 18th century is already old, 12th century is old, 9th century is old, we're talking the 3rd century. And these were translated in in, in this Breb of Hymnal by Catholic priests, Catholic bishops, uh, some of the very smartest uh, priests uh, ever, such as Monsignor Ronald Knox, who Mm -hmm. was just a genius in so many different areas, whether it was language or theology, and and he, of course, even wrote... uh, murder mysteries. I mean, he was talented in so many different um, areas, but you go down the list, we have all the different saints in there, St. Thomas More, St. Philip Howard, St. Robert Southwell, who was a Jesuit who suffered very great uh, torments for the faith, and whose poetry was admired by Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Um, These are all Catholic priests and bishops who are in this book, and they're very beautiful, and of course we have not only people who are dead... But we have the very uh, highest artists who have contributed to this from all over the world. As I said, um, for example, the director of the Archdiocese of Boston, the, the gentleman who runs all the music over there at the cathedral. They, many people contributed melodies to this, as well as as well as text and translations from from different priests. Mm-hmm. So hey, I just... mean, like I say, it's it's really a huge subject. <laughs>
0: Oh, it is. And I think it's the combination of things because so, so much of the music that is really, truly sacred in our faith has survived or been passed on over centuries, uh, not simply coming up in the last few decades or maybe 40 years, but the, there's a, such a rich treasure. And can you describe a bit, Jeff, the, the different kinds of Various sacred music pieces and how this uh, can influence renewal and in parish life and liturgical celebration. What 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 would someone find in the say a music director or someone a pastor who might look at the the hymnal that you've put out?
1: Well, it's 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 interesting because the the Catholic Church for such a long time was always the leader in music, as I mentioned, and this is not something which is disputed by anyone. The Catholic Church music, whether it's Palestrina, Morales, uh, Victoria, Lostus, is the greatest music. But, to some extent, you know, we, we've almost kind of forgotten about it, uh, It's being, although it's being uh, restored now, and um, I would say it's almost, we almost have to look to the, to the secular people, because if you look at the secular people, they always get the music right. In the movies, for example, they always get the music exactly right. Uh, If you go to a football game, they always play the exact right type of music for the football game. You've probably been invited to a lot of those. um, It's always the correct style of music for the event. And for some reason in the church, at least for a while there, we, 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 we lost sight of that and we started plugging in all kinds of different types of music that, that doesn't belong in church and has never been considered to belong at church. Whereas if you look at the documents, for example, they all, the church documents always talk about three qualities of music, sacred, mm-hmm. beautiful, and universal. Mm-hmm. And, and sacred means something which is set apart, you know, which is different than the kind of the average everyday uh, thing. And then, of course, beautiful has to do with the, the form of the music and so forth. And then universal is also important, um, you know, as Catholics. So it's, it's, it's a huge subject, and I think it's nice to be able to, rather than try to explain, you know, 1,900 years of Catholic music history, to be say, here's a book that, that presents it, I think, is, is, is something useful and, and, and helpful.
0: Yeah, and, and people who look at it, they can trust it. They can look at a hymn and they can trust. And uh, I've, many times I've, I've looked at a relatively more recently developed hymnal, and I say, oh, that's a common melody. And I look at the phrases, oh, that's not Catholic theology. But it sure is a, the, the same melody that we remember, say, from older uh, songs. So uh, great, great insights there, Jeff.
2: <clears throat> We're speaking with Jeff Ostrowski this morning on Real Presence Live, talking about sacred music. And the importance of what we hear at Mass, when we come to Mass, those texts, those hymns, I often think are more powerful. I, I, I think, I mean, no no offense, Father Kazel, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of Catholics, they they may not remember anything that the priest or the deacon says in the homily. They may oh. not even remember the Gospel. Oh, you're right. But they will come away from a Mass with what? In their hearts and minds. Those melodies, yep, and those texts that they just got done singing, yeah, that ho- is powerful.
0: Yeah, and hopefully the grace, because our Lord puts all those things together by the grace of the sacraments. But but you're right. But, but-
2: it, I mean, it just highlights the importance of having an authentically Catholic hymnal from which to draw. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about with the Saint John de Brébeuf Hymnal, which Jeff Ostrovsky contributed to the making of this wonderful hymnal, and we're going to be speaking with him a little bit more. We're going to take a quick breather here. Stay with us. We're just getting started with Jeff. Jeff, and we'll take take a look a little bit more in-depth at this St. John de Brébeuf hymnal, which is a real game-changer when it comes to sacred music in the Catholic Church going forward. Don't miss this next part of the interview. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay tuned.
1: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3:8. Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith.
1: At Real Presence
2: Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business.
1: You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in.
2: Mount Marty College, experience the momentum.
1: You can join Father Tom Loomis and St. James Coffee on a life changing travel experience on a tour to Poland where you will encounter Christ and His Church and learn from history, the life of Pope John Paul, the faith of the Polish people, and more August 22nd through the 31st, 2020. Participation in this tour provides financial support for St. James Coffee. You can stop by the coffee shop in Rochester to pick up a brochure or Ed Ventures can be reached at 800 658 7128. Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for a full-time administrative assistant to the Programming Director. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have excellent oral and written communication skills. Tasks will include assisting in lining up daily guests for our local program, Real Presence Live, writing talking points and promotional material for program segments and managing a programming calendar. Degree or experience in communication or business administration is preferred but not required. For more information, contact Brandon at 877 795 You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
2: It's 20 minutes past the hour on a Thursday morning. In Pine Island, Minnesota. I should say, beautiful Pine Island, Minnesota. Amen, it is. Beautiful pine trees here. The sun's trying to sneak out as well. Hopefully, we get that sun going. And a beautiful day to praise the Lord with our lives and in music at Mass. And that's what we're talking about right now with Jeff Ostrovsky, who is a music theorist, he's a conductor. He holds a BM in music theory from the University of Kansas. He's also the Choir Master for the FSSP Parish in Los Angeles, where he resides with his wife and children. We're talking about his contribution to the St. John de Brebeuf Hymnal, which is, as I mentioned before, a real game-changer when it comes to authentically Catholic music uh, as far as hymns. And welcome back to Real Presence Live, Jeff. Thank you. And uh, let's just pick up where we left off here You know with... I, one of the things um, about this St. John de Brebeuf hymnal that was a little, it threw me off a little bit at first, was the fact that the index, you know, with with books you usually go to the back, at least hymnals, to find the index. But in this case, the the index is right smack dab in the middle of the book. Why is that, Jeff?
1: That's right. The, it has the Stations of the Cross at the end there uh, in some beautiful different versions, including by Fulton Sheen. Uh, before he was made a bishop, and that's that's a great version of the Stations of the Cross. I know we're in Lent, but the only uh, thought behind that was there's so many hymns in the book. It's it's there's just so many of them, and when you're using a book, for example, if Father would know this with the Missal. The part that you use the most is always in the middle. So, for example, in a Missal, the ordinary, the Mass is always in the center, even if it cuts, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's uh, inconvenient for the other text because that's the easiest part to get to. And so there's so many hymns in this book, we figure that, unfortunately, a lot of uh, hymns are not familiar to a lot of musicians, and they're going to have to use that index a lot to be searching for the, the common tunes and so forth. And so <clears throat> it was placed there just, just as, a, as a purely uh, practical point that it's very difficult to, when you're at the very end of the book, to just keep, it, it, it can tear the pages, actually, if you're using it a lot. That was the only thought behind that. It's, it's practical. I
2: yeah. think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great strategy. Yeah, you, I just opened the book here and looked at it. That, that's pretty awesome.
2: Father Randall Cazell is uh, salivating at this <laughs> copy <laughs> that we have here of the St. John <laughs> de Brébeuf hymnal. And you helped put together this hymnal. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about it?
1: You know, I would say that that one of the, the most amazing things, um, uh, we had editors from, from all over the world that helped. And one of the most amazing discoveries had to do with what we call vernacular hymnody. In other words, uh, hym, hym, hymns in English, not in Latin, that came to us from the 16th century, uh, at a time when England had fallen away from the faith. And uh, we never knew, certainly no one that I've ever spoke to knew that uh, there was such a thing as Catholic vernacular sung hymns in in the in church that was underground I mean as you know I mean the, the priest had to hide they were not allowed to say mass they were not allowed to hear confessions they had and, and they were brutally martyred when they got caught and and it's amazing that that there was such effort at that time to provide the, the, the Catholics who were left with not only hymns in Latin but hymns in English, and that was, that was. I have to tell you, some people were very, very surprised by that. We're used to that yeah. with Protestants, but we're not used mm-hmm. to that when it comes to Catholics.
0: Yeah, and you know, one can imagine, Jeff, probably the practicality of that is simply to to... In, in some way have hymns on a daily basis that could be sung without drawing attention to what they're doing. Because if, if you can imagine some of the Latin hymns, if the faithful were singing, say, in their homes or out on the street and they were overheard, uh, having it be in English, and having it be our, but our Lord or something such as that, it would be not raise any flags. I, but I, I can see how that might happen. Creative ways to continue teaching Catholic theology. You know, that, Jeff, you know, we were going back and forth a little over that last two-minute break, you mentioned a theologian who you uh, recall contributed to some of your own thinking, and, and th- that you uh, pin your hat on a, a certain phrase. Can you share with us, uh, for all the listeners, what what was that phrase that you were going to mention?
1: Yes. Um, some, I mean, he wrote an awful lot, and he worked for three or four popes, but uh, this is a theologian who, who wrote a, something I'll never forget, and in one of his papers he said, Liturgical music is an integral part of the liturgy itself, not merely a means to assist or enrich worship. It is worship itself, like color to a sunset, like thought to the mind. Sacred music is not like prayer. Sacred music is prayer. (laughs) And and that I thought was, was worth sharing.
0: Yes, I would concur it is. And that's the importance of it being well done, right? Have it be beautiful, truly sacred uh, as a part of life, a part of the liturgical action, the most important action. Uh, how do you foster this in your own action of putting together your choir, using this book? How, what, what do you see happening among the, your choir, the people that you work with, uh, to have this happen, this experience?
1: Well, some surprising things happen. You know, when we sing the hymns, I'll look up and people will be crying even if it's just uh i would say relatively a simple melody because this particular book most of the melodies are pretty simple uh which is why maybe they've lasted so long right hundreds and hundreds of years yes um and i'll look up and the and the singers will be crying which is good because it's beautiful and they're moved but but of course you can't sing when you're crying <laughs> Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's in a certain sense it's not good that they're crying, but the melodies are just so beautiful. And of course, we talk about the history of uh, where the where these texts came from. The, these are these are men, priests, and, and bishops who wrote these texts who suffered so much, especially for the United States of America. Uh, as a matter of fact, the book is named, as we said, in honor of the most important saint of North America. Uh, who I mean, what he underwent. For Jesus Christ, the suffering—it's—it's just—it's unbelievable, and and so we talk about, we talk about a, a lot of stuff, but um, I think that's probably the thing that moves the people the most is to know what they what they suffered when they came here. Um, these are these are college professors from France who gave up so much to try to evangelize North America, um, mm. and I, I mentioned before that the Canadians claim them. As their own, but of course, these martyrs also made their way into the United States. Uh, so it's it's they're they're everybody's saints in North America.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, we have been speaking with Jeff Ostrovsky here this morning on Real Presence Live about sacred music in the Mass and the beautiful new Saint John de Brébeuf hymnal, which Jeff you contributed to. Many years of hard work went into this. There's so much more we could talk about here. I mean, I was just looking. Uh, at the uh, footnotes for each of these hymn, hymns. It's just jam-packed with solid information that's really interesting, especially if, if you're really into music history. Um, and I, I wish we had more time, but uh, Jeff, where can people, if they're interested in learning more about the St. John de Brébeuf hymnal or maybe acquiring a copy per, for potential bulk order for their parish, where would they go?
1: Well, they would have to know how to spell... Uh, his name, uh, which is, and I mentioned he is, in my in my view, the greatest saint of North America, and so it's it's good to learn to spell his name. It's B R E B E U F, and all they have to do is go to Google and just Google Brebuf Hymnal, uh, and and that was part of it as well. We wanted people to learn not only about the music but about these saints who, as I said, suffered so much. I think a lot of people know about Isaac Jogues, they they know him as Father Isaac Jogues, and I, I think that's someone. Wouldn't you agree that, that people know about? Well, this is his his confrere and his leader, John Brebeuf, was the leader of all of them, and um, that's all they have to do is just go to Google and 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 search for Brebeuf hymnal.
2: And you also have a blog at ccwatershed.org. org. That stands for Corpus Christi Watershed, and uh, you can get to you can have access to a bunch of uh, practice videos, which you keep adding a bunch more each and every week to this, uh, the uh, page for the, the St. John de Brébeuf hymnal. Um, so I really appreciate that. And we're so excited yes, the, to be it, using it, this.
1: It's watershed. Someone was asking whether it was water park the other day. No, <laughs> it's watershed. Uh, in other words, watershed from the heart of Christ. Corpus Christi means body of Christ. And when our Lord was pierced with a lance, uh, out, out of his side came water and blood. So it's not water park, as someone was asking, it's it's watershed.
2: Oh, that's, that's great. Okay. I thank you for that explanation, and uh, we are out of time. But we're so excited in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, to be using this hymnal for our televised Mass this coming Monday evening for our Easter televised fi- uh, Mass filming uh, with Bishop John Quinn. So thank you so much, Jeff Ostrovsky, for joining us
1: My pleasure. I'm I'm glad you took the call, and uh, I'm glad you were able to hear me from all the way out here in Los Angeles.
2: Thank you for all your great work.
1: My pleasure. God bless.
2: Before we head into Straight Talk, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast. If you missed one of our daily shows, submit a prayer intention for prayerfully yours, and see what's happening across the network on our news page, be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Live,
1: engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.